This is Benjamin. Normally you hear This Week in Astrology in this feed, but I'm putting a few episodes of my new podcast called Awaken, Heal, and Thrive here just so you can sample it really easily. This is a podcast that will be much more wide-ranging than This Week in Astrology. First, it will hardly ever talk about astrology. What it will talk about is spiritual awakening, uh, not only through my invocations, but through other means. It'll talk about healing, uh, not only through my healing invocations, but all manner of other healing. It will feature me doing solo episodes. There will be guests who will bring in their own wisdom to share with you, insights you can use and experiences you can have in the context of the podcast. I'll be sharing some of my ayahuasca stories as part of the mix, and there will be other cool stuff too. Obviously, it'll cover much different content than this week in astrology and should be complementary to it. So if you enjoy when I go off on spiritual stuff or about healing or awakening or whatever, then I think you'll really enjoy Awaken, Heal, and Thrive. So check out this episode. And if you like it, please search for Awaken, Heal, and Thrive wherever you get your podcast and keep listening. I look forward to serving you with two podcasts from now on. Hi, I'm Benjamin Bernstein. This is the Awaken, Heal, and Thrive podcast, and this is my first Plant Spirit episode. Uh, I've got several tracks I'm running in this podcast, various things I revisit. One is going to be sort of stories of my 16 years of working with ayahuasca and San Pedro and magic mushrooms and other psychoactive plant spirit teachers. So since this is my first episode on that theme, again, most of my work has been with ayahuasca, and I'll be talking plenty about that in future episodes. But my first experience was actually with San Pedro. And so let me tell you what that is. What is San Pedro? It's also called Huachuma. It is a cactus. In fact, it's all over the United States. You can buy it legally, ornamentally, if you want to just have it around your house. But as soon as you boil it down and make medicine out of it, that's currently not legal in most cases. So, But I did it anyway. So um, this was way back in September of 2006. This was my first plant spirit experience. So I want to give you just some highlights from that and, and some story and teaching from that experience. Just for perspective, I had never had a full-on psychedelic experience before that. When I was a teenager, a friend of mine dropped acid a couple of times, but I don't know what if it was bad acid or I don't mean bad weak. Um, the most intense thing I had, we were sitting in his car. We were across from a uh, pickup truck, and I saw the grill kind of phasing in and out, kind of, and that was a little bit weird to look at, but it wasn't like I wouldn't call it full-on psychedelic. So I tried it twice. didn't much happen for me. But now I was finally ready to do this. And I was kind of trepidatious because I've been kind of a straight arrow person. I mean, I'd certainly smoked marijuana here and there at that point. Don't do it anymore. But um was a little trepidatious, as anybody would be when they go into their first plant spirit ceremony. You've got this powerful shaman you've never met before. You know, you are you don't know what you're getting into. There's a little bit of fear involved. In fact, um I remember we had the, I'm not going to name the shaman for, you know, to conceal identity. That's only fair since it's not legal to do in this country. The way he did it was the traditional way. We started at 10 p.m. at night and we went till dawn. Okay. So early in the ceremony, he had all the new people stand in front of him in a line. There were like maybe three or four of us. And he finally got to me and, and I said, you know, I've never, um, I've never done anything shamanic before. And he looked into me and he said, bullshit and not in this lifetime i hadn't but apparently he was seen into my past lives and apparently i've done this before and i i know that's true now but i had no clue at the time so that was his letting me know okay this is not your first rodeo here in terms of all your lifetimes you've done the shamanic thing before that was a little encouraging i guess in getting ready for this episode i reviewed my notes from that night and i wrote that it was the most intense night of my life I won't go into every detail of the ceremony. That would be too much information. But I remember drinking the medicine. It was in a bowl. 
and it was sweet and flavorful. So actually rather pleasant to drink. Um, I remember when he called me up to stand in the circle, the way he did the ceremony was very focused on healing. Uh, let me just give a, a side note here. I've done a number of San Pedro ceremonies over the years or Huachuma, whatever you want to call it. And I've heard other people talk about their experiences and say, oh, it was so heart opening. You know, it's, there's a mescaline component, which tends to be a heart opening, love enhancing quality typically. So I hear people say they've had this big love opening and heart thing. And I, and that hasn't been my experience. I've worked with hardcore shamans and San Pedro has just kicked my ass up one side and down the other. So since I've worked with such intense shamans who were so healing focused, my experiences have been really intense. And this was my introduction to that kind of intensity. So I remember he had each person come in front of his mesa. A mesa is a, is a cloth with, you know, shamanic items on it. And you stand in front and this shaman, he looked at me, saw with his vision what it was up to. And then he started rattling. He just starts doing his rattle. And I'm now, I've drunk the medicine already. I'm in the altered state. Um, and what, let me throw in one thing before this. Um, I was, I had kind of gotten myself comfortable. Okay. I'm going to take a psychedelic medicine. It's a little freaky. I'm a little scared, but I can do this. And I didn't find out until I got to the ceremony. Oh, by the way, you're going to be drinking tobacco tea through your nose. And that, for some reason, was the most terrifying thing at all. I just, I'm, you know, I thought, oh, tobacco is terrible. It kills people. You're going to make me put that poison into my body. Are you killing me? And I've come to understand in the years since that used in a shamanic way, tobacco is a master plant spirit. And I now raise tobacco. It's called Singa or grandfather. And I do it every day at my mesa, both sides and then an extra on the right toward the end. And it's such a powerful healing medicine. It's, and this has nothing to do with all the garbage they put into cigarettes, you know, commercial cigarettes. I don't even smoke now. I just do tobacco tea through my nose. And that's a subject for another episode around that. But I got there and was, you know, shocked with the information. You're going to be drinking tobacco through your nose. And I almost left. I mean, it was almost too much for me. I was already at the edge, just knowing it was going to be psychoactive. But I screwed up my courage and I stayed. So I have drunk the San Pedro. Uh, he has me stand up there and raise the tobacco. So I'm doing this thing I'm just terrified of. And that just kind of puts a booster rocket on the altar sale already. And I'm feeling real intense. And he starts rattling just really fast. And for the first time, my perception of energy really amplifies. And I become aware. Uh, first, the rattle, each time he rattles, it's like machine gun bullets. It's like and I feel all these psychic bullets not hitting me, but hitting the, the area around me. And I become aware, oh, my God, I'm just becoming aware there's this dark shroud around me. And as I watch, the, the, the energetic machine gun energy of the rattle just shreds the shroud. And I just see it fall to the floor around me. And, oh my God, I didn't even know that thing was there. And so this dark shroud falls away. And I feel, ooh, that feels good. So, uh that was okay. That was intense, but I kind of like it. So good intro to the experience. And he didn't stop there. He had, I don't even know, but a clicky thing, you know, like a click, 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 click. And he had him in both hands. He came over and he got behind me in front of me, click, 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 click. And he was kind of clicking off attachments and heavy energies. I, I didn't see the specifics of what he was doing, but I felt things getting removed that obviously didn't need to be there. Also, I remember when I drank the tobacco tea, at first there's terror and then I drink it down and all of a sudden there's power. I feel, I feel like Superman. Oh my God. 
And these days when I try to describe the effect of what raising grandfather is like for me when I drink the tobacco tea through my nose, it's, it's kind of like Popeye and his spinach. You know, he's a wimpy and then he slugs down the can of spinach, vroom, gets all big and powerful. It's, it's kind of like that for me. And that was the first time I experienced the power of the tobacco tea or the sun or the uh, singa in that kind of powerful way. So the night I, I put in my notes, there were mild hallucinations. My body felt unusual. And so it's nothing like the more intense experiences I've since had with ayahuasca, but it was pretty intense given that I'd had no really meaningful previous psychedelic experience. Another quality of that night was um, I, at that point, was a pretty judgmental person. I've always had a really active left brain. I'm always comparing and contrasting. And this opened me up to a little bit more compassion instead of judgment. So it was nice to feel that, I guess, was the the mescaline effect of the heart opening and and a little bit more heart connection and less of mental judgment. Also, uh, I had not been a very empathic person at that point, and I started to realize I'm feeling the room. And when others were being worked on, I could feel in my body at least some degree of what they were feeling. So that was the first time I had the experience of empathically feeling what others were experiencing. I realize I've had so many empathic clients since then, and they talk about, you know, feeling so much they have to find ways to shield or, or deal with that. But that was that had not been my experience. And that night was my introduction to really a greater empathic sensitivity as well. And and this this was one of these heavy duty shamans. He's in there. I say, how much heavy energy can we clear in Peru? They call it hucha heavy energy. And the energy in that room was thick all night. Everyone got up there. He saw their hucha. He would do whatever he had to do to kill it. And and that stuff was just blowing out of the room. It was pretty amazing. In fact, he, I don't know what he had in mind, but in a San Pedro ceremony, the northwest corner is where all the heavy energy goes out. It's like it's, it flows around the room and out the northwest corner. He put me right there. And there were times it just almost felt too much. I felt nauseous and, and difficult. And there were times I was wondering, can I even stand this? So uh, maybe because I had been a shaman in previous lives, he uh, he saw that. And he says, okay, we'll just throw you in the thick of it and see how you do. Uh, again, first time watching a shaman in real life. He he blew liquids on things. What shamans do is they'll put a certain liquid in their mouth and they'll blow it out like an aerosol. And he was doing that all over the place. He was stomping and rattling and singing and whistling, singing in Spanish, singing in Quechua. Um, so he was doing the shaman thing full on, very dynamic. And it was it was a really intense to experience in my altered state. Um, when he would splash liquid, I actually saw the drops like coming alive. It was, whoa, I didn't know that could happen. Again, the altered state gave me new perceptions of what was happening. I had to do a lot of self-talk to myself to give me focus and courage because it was really scary at times. Um, I wrote that watching him, I said he was like a jaguar. He was lithe, powerful, confident, assured, and funny. He really brought his personality into it. Working with him and another shaman later has, has relaxed me into when I do my own shamanic work. I just am myself. I'll crack jokes and make puns and you know, just be myself doing shamanism. So that was, uh, he was a good influence to help me kind of eventually years later move into that with my own practice. I also wrote in my notes at the end, he told me, good job overcoming your fears, brother. And, uh, and I then wrote in the notes toward the end, I want to be a shaman again. Again, referencing his statement that I had been a shaman previously. So that's, uh, the main stories from my very first, uh, plant spirit thing. By the way, in uh, San Pedro work, that's called a Masada, M-E-S-A-D-A. That's what they call the ceremonies. 
Okay, so that's that. I hope you enjoyed my plant spirit story. There will be plenty more coming here on the Awaken, Heal, and Thrive podcast. Uh, I've got, you know, 16 years worth of ceremonies, and I'll try to regale you with stories from the ones that are the most entertaining and or interesting and that you can learn something from. So thanks for staying with me. Again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein. Again, this is the Awaken, Heal, and Thrive podcast. Please subscribe wherever you're getting this and leave a review if they let reviews come in. And thanks for being with me. I'll be back again next week with more. Thanks again for being here. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might also like my free online mini course. It's called Instant Divine Assistance, your free guide to fast and easy awakening and healing. It'll teach you how to invoke your own embodied awakening and healing and put it all into a simple daily practice. You can also check out my best-selling book that develops these ideas further. It's also called Instant Divine Assistance. In its first week, it hit number one on Amazon in 11 categories and has tons of five-star reviews. Finally, I have an online membership called Awakening Plus, where you can significantly speed up your spiritual evolution. Its slogan is also the name of this podcast, Awaken, Heal, and Thrive. You'll find links to all this wonderful stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much for checking out this special episode of the Awaken, Heal, and Thrive podcast. Again, please search in your podcast app for Awaken, Heal, and Thrive and subscribe if you like it. And there will be lots more coming to help you with your awakening, your healing, and your thriving.